Think about how many times you've seen players collide in a game of AFL or NRL or even soccer. Often the more physical the game, the louder the crowd roars. But we've known for more than three decades what the consequences for the players are. Concussions leading to debilitating brain damage, even death. Now at least 30 former AFL and AFLW players suffering from concussion-related injuries have joined a class action against the league. Michelle Margalit is the managing principal at Margalit Injury Lawyers and she's representing these players and is our guest on Breakfast. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me today. The AFL has known since 1995 what the consequences of concussion injuries are. How many former players could potentially have a case against the AFL? It could be hundreds, if not thousands. Uh, We've seen many, many people come forward, both in the American class actions and the British class actions. So we expect that this will be a very significant case. So tell me how this came about. Why this class action? For too long, the AFL hasn't taken adequate measures to protect their players from concussion-related injuries. There's currently a parliamentary inquiry into concussion in sport, and there's also just been a groundswell in the last few years um, to adequately recognise the life-altering injuries that these people have suffered. And you've said women have been instrumental in this class action. Just talk to me about the role of women here. Absolutely. Um, To start with, of course, there are female football players who have been terribly impacted. Um, Many have had career-ending and life-altering injuries. Um, But in addition to that, AFL is so often wrapped up in this idea of being a tough bloke or a good bloke and being stoic and not complaining. So for many of these injured uh, players, um, and particularly those who were injured, say, 20 years ago, um, it's really their wives that are coming forward and supporting them and ensuring that they get both the medical and the legal help that they need. And you've met with these men and women, players who are celebrated as heroes of the game. How have these injuries changed their lives? Oh, it's absolutely been devastating. The number of times that I've heard the word suicide raised has been completely alarming. Um, People have fought to create a career for themselves after playing football and just have not been able to carry through with that because of these injuries. How do they feel now about their time playing football? It's bittersweet. They're still celebrated as heroes. Um, But for many of them, they feel like they've been chewed up and spat out. Um, There really aren't adequate um, systems for redress. And for too long, people haven't understood how they can seek justice and how they can seek compensation. There's a a piecemeal system of funds in place that are closely tied to the AFL. And there's no transparency about what their entitlements are and um, what they can do if they're not happy with any award or refusal of an award of compensation. In your view, is the AFL's liability exacerbated by the fact that concussion protocols are still relatively new in the game? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, As we can see, they've known at the very latest since 1995 that serious action was required, that it should be prevented and there should be education. Um, But this action has only been forthcoming um, in, in the most recent years. Are you surprised the AFL hasn't made provisions for players suffering from these kinds of injuries given how long they've known about this? 
Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, the AFL is big business and everybody's worried about the bottom dollar. What is the game without its players? We garner as a society so much enjoyment and joy from footy. And what we need to do is make sure that we take care of those people at the core of this. So you've been quoted as saying the most severely affected players could be entitled to $2 million each in damages. These cases are more advanced in the US. What are we seeing there? In the US, we've seen um, a series of class actions regarding the NFL, um, and that settlement was uh, very close to $1 billion. So we're talking about really significant compensation because these people aren't able to work in many cases, um, and their entire life, their relationships, their livelihood and their happiness, their enjoyment of life is completely annihilated. And are you hoping that more former players join the class action? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest concerns with former players is that they're high profile and they're worried about their privacy. Um, But we can assure people that they can contact contact us and that their privacy will be completely protected. Um, You know, this is a big concern for them that they don't want to lay their cards on the table and for it to blow up in the media. But we will protect these players. In 2020, former Melbourne player Sean Smith won a historic $1.4 million concussion damages payout from his insurance company. But AFL players aren't covered by work cover. Do you think they should be? Absolutely. Um, It's an anomaly and a sort of a historical anomaly that there's this exclusion of uh, AFL players or, um, you know, athletes from workers' compensation because either we say that, oh, look, it's really leisure or we say they've, in, they've uh, accepted the risk of going into playing a, a dangerous sport. But as we all know, that risk is not just, um, you know, without pressures. People start playing football when they're in their teens or at childhood, um, and there's big pressures around winning the game for their society, about getting out of poverty or making a buck or, you know, pleasing your parents. So when when you go into accepting the risk, do they really understand what the risk is? And one one thing that a player said to me that really rung true was, do these people really understand how long their life is? after the game. And in many cases, I'd say, no, they don't. I know you're focused on the AFL. That's what the class action is about. Uh, and this particular class action is is focused on that. But this is obviously a live debate in the NRL and concussions make up 22% of all soccer injuries too. What are the bigger implications for contact sport through what you're doing here? Look, Sport is just such a wonderful part of our everyday lives and it's all about being able to engage safely in sport and to have that informed choice as well. So, um, you know, we must continue to foster our sporting society and our sporting culture, but it must be done in a way that's responsible and really truly takes care of the key players. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Michelle Margalit is the managing principal at Margalit Injury Lawyers that is organising this class action for former players who've suffered concussion. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app. 
Hi, podcasters. Just jumping back in with a special call out for the health report. Dr Norman Swan, who, of course, you know from RN Brecky and, well, everywhere, hosts the health report with Tegan Taylor. And it's really worth hearing if you want to stay up to date with the latest in health and medical news. Search for it on the ABC Listen app.